Okay. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the unexplainable, <laughs> unpredictable podcast, podcast extravagant, the most amazing podcast in the world. I was listening to a radio show, just scrolling through radios on my way to work, and it was a Catholic radio station. <clears throat> and I will start by saying I am a Christian that has grown up in uh, Pentecostal or classic Pentecostalism. If you've listened to this channel and you never listened, you don't know what that is. Uh, a Pentecostal is a Protestant Christian movement that emphasizes direct personal experience of God through baptism of the Holy Spirit. So yes, um, it is very much so based on like tongues and miracles and um, really just encounters with God in a very uh, supernatural way. Um, I'm also a Christian though that is deconstructing his faith. Um, as many people are, and ever since uh, the pandemic has hit, I think a lot of people really just paused and were like, hey, what the hell are we doing? Um, in saying that, I was listening to this gentleman calling to the radio station saying how people need to give to this radio station because it is the only hope that the world has, and we need it more now than ever, but my first thoughts were, what does that say about this guy? What does that say about me? What does that say about us as Christians? My issue with much of his statement were that basically he's dumping all his responsibility onto the quote-unquote church and that radio station. He was not talking about his responsibility as being a Christian, um, I do believe that his intent was not bad. It was his, that's what the, all the tradition, especially in the South where I grew up, is because we've all heard that statement. And that statement is, hey, man, come to my church, come to my church. And it really deflects the responsibility off of ourselves onto someone else but that's not what christian faith is really supposed to be about 
Um, and that statement, hey, come to my church, is nowhere in the Bible to my knowledge. So what are we doing? I'm like, Jesus said, never said, hey, come to my, come to my synagogue and listen to this other rabbi. No, he didn't do that. Um, he expected his disciples to go out and spread the good news that he was teaching them. And in fact, in the Beatitudes, Jesus says in Matthew five thirteen, and this is the web version, which is a really good version. And I liked it more than a lot of the others. And a lot of people have heard this and a lot of people quote it, even if you're not a Christian. It, Jesus goes on to say, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its flavor, what will you salt it with? So I thought that was a really good version because it really brought out like, oh yeah, like salt, if it doesn't have flavor, if you're putting seasoning on something and it doesn't change its flavor, what are you doing? And I am aware though that salt in our time frame does not lose its taste. It does not lose its flavor. But in Jesus' time, there was tons of impurities throughout salt. They didn't refine it. So it would lose its taste or be not as pure, and they would put put it on their food, and they're like, well, that didn't change anything. So what do they do? They throw it out. So... It's not good for anything. Um, then Jesus continues right here. I'm I'm sure Jesus was getting some weird looks. Some guy is thinking in his head, great. I fell for it again. Another loony out here in the desert. I walked all the way up this mountain. And now he's going to make us drink some weird wine. And we're all going to die. But Jesus stops And he probably sees everybody looking at him like, what is this dude talking about? And then he goes on to say, you are the light of the world. A city located on a hill can't be hidden. Neither do you light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. And it shines to all who are in the house. Even so, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. All this has to be done in proper Older English, of course. This is how Jesus talked? No, not really. So basically, Jesus was saying, You are Israel, God's chosen people, to show the light of God's goodness to the world. Stop hiding it. Stop closing yourself off in Jerusalem and saying, Oh, we don't touch this. We don't do that. We don't spend time with people that are not like us. He's basically saying, how can God be shown, the goodness of God, be shown if you close yourself off? And that was God's purpose with Abraham. Abraham was a welcoming, a welcoming not welcoming, welcoming kind person. So we see that even now in the Bedouin lifestyle, which was very much so like Abraham at the time. Um, he would welcome you in. Let's think about this. You are adrift sometimes in this life, right? You are in a desert and you come across a tent of people that are streaming with life. Abraham is not going to turn you away in the middle of the desert where you are dying. You need shelter from the sun. You need food. You need drink. 
he's going to welcome you in and be like, hey, we know it's hard out there. We know we live out here, but we we know a very good way to keep you safe and to keep you healthy and whole. And we're going to share that with you. We know this this life is dangerous and it's hard. So let us help you out. And I feel like Christians have really just totally gone the other way and been like, all right, the world's gone to hell in a handbasket. It's everybody else's fault. It's not our fault as Christians who are supposed to be lights and to be like, yeah, the light, this world is tough. It is hard, but we do have hope and we do have, there is goodness that we need to focus on. And let me show you some of that mercy and love by how I act and how I work and how I show respect to other people and not just blaming everybody else because ultimately it's our responsibility and the church as we know it does have a place, but we are the church as a as a body. We are the body of Christ. It's not a building. It's not one dude that had a good message and everybody just follows him and say, hey, come to our church and listen to this guy. What that does is that just becomes a cult. And you're just listening to a guy that, is just eventually just going to continue to repeat the same thing over and over and over again. And that's why it's continuously changing over. That's why you have to have new people because if not, they're going to be like, well, we're not actually learning anything new. And are we actually learning anything that is bettering other people's lives, not just ours? Um, and that's a lot of what Jesus was really trying to say on that mountaintop is, hey, you know, be the light, be out there, be among the people and show the light and show my goodness and stop being so dependent on you as a name or a church or your rabbi. You, you are the salt. So I think that really comes back to taking personal responsibility in our own lives and ourselves and it starts with our families and then our friends and then it goes out from there and that is what is unpredictable hey folks it's Buffalo Jim again uh, just letting you know that dingleberry is done talking and now you can go about your lives and know that you encountered Buffalo Jim yep that's about it well that was quite extravagant wasn't it hmm